0: Top the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio, Talk, radio Show. Talk Show.
1: All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refuses to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for July the 18th in the year of our Lord, 2019. This is our one of two. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. One of the great peaceful, restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, libertyroundtable.com, live and on-demand radio at your fingertips, incredible selected articles for your reading and perusal, and best of all, donation links if you want to help our sacred cause. As you know, we have day jobs. We're not begging for your money, but if you believe we provide value to you, please reciprocate. Every penny we get will be used as sacred funds to grow our cause, that is to take on the mainstream press, to tell the tale of liberty, to stand up for the great country on the face of the earth. That's who we are welcome. A quick recap. Yesterday's show is in order, as always, at the start of the broadcast. Available online at libertyroundtable.com. We talked about Donald Trump and Ted Cruz play the people for suckers. Continued. So uh, on Tuesday, second hour, we talked about this in detail. On Wednesday, first hour, we finished it up in detail. And we're talking about government-secretly-funded Silicon Valley tech world worldaffairsbrief.com, Joel Skousen has the piece. Go to worldaffairsbrief.com, you can get the latest copy, which is, it comes out every Friday in your inbox. So last week's copy had this article in it in detail, and wow, it's a doozy. Government secretly funded Silicon Valley tech world. All right, now, then in Joel Skousen's article is a link to a video and a link to a transcript. The transcript is from James Corbett of the Corbett Report. And he has produced an excellent documentary on how the deep state has used secret government funds to finance high-tech development folks in computers, the Internet, networking, searching, social media. I mean, it just goes on and on and on, right? Social media tracking. What is their goal? To build the most capable, most sophisticated surveillance power in the world. And this document is how the government actually has done this. When I tell you that government built big tech, everybody thinks I'm kind of just talking a little bit. No, no, no. Every bit of big tech that's on a mass scale has been built by your Pentagon, has been built by your CIA, has been built by your NSA, has been in bed with big military government operatives and universities tied in with big tech corps. The government continues to weaponize the Internet of Things coupled with 5G. And the reason that I headlined this Donald and Ted Cruz play you all for suckers is simply because, listen, Donald Trump is having a big old last week media event. Bring all the new media guys in. and Oh, man, you guys are the rock stars. The old media is out. By the way, it's really, really horrible how Facebook and Twitter and Google and YouTube is kind of shutting you down. It's wrong. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Never mind the fact that the commander in chief leads the biggest military in the world who backed all the demise and created the demise, created the monitoring, created the manipulation that we're talking about. So on one hand, Donald, the president, commander in chief, meeting with all the people in the media, alternative media, going, oh, my gosh, this is horrible. I'm going to help you fix it. But he leads the biggest military that created the problem in the first place. It's not a problem by accident. It's a problem by direct intent, provable, documentable till the cows come home. This documentary starts out in the 30s and the 40s uh, when big tech got started, and it continues right on through to modern day today. Okay, They had a thing called LifeLog, which you were, you were going to wear this device created by the Pentagon and big tech, and it was going to document every bit of your life. Well, they realized that the American people had pushed too hard against that, so what they did is they ended that program. Oh, coincidentally, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg in his dorm room created Facebook the same day they killed the <clears throat> LifeLog project, and all of a sudden Facebook took its place then big tech, government, the pentagon, the cia, the nsa, their arm in the in the financial world in Qtel, all funded Mark Zuckerberg and everybody else. I mean it is shocking when you hear the details. DARPA involved, big military involved, classified and unclassified programs involved. I mean, it is shocking, to say the least. Anyway, check that out. It was yesterday, the first hour. The day before the second hour, two-hour part series, because I had to play a lot of this documentary. It was so good. Normally, I don't read everything. Normally, I don't play you know sound bites from other people too much. Uh, more than a sound bite, I really don't play. But in this case, it was so good. A big shout-out goes <clears throat> to James Corbett of The Corbett Report and to Joel Skousen of World Affairs Brief. And I'm telling you... Ted Cruz and Donald Trump has played the people for suckers continued Um, you say, why Ted Cruz, Sam? Because he just had a big summit yesterday or no, the day before. And in that summit the day before Dennis Prager and many other people are testifying about how evil Google is and how abusive YouTube is and how uh, they're literally um, shutting free speech down. But Ted Cruz, one of the leaders in the Senate. Along with Donald Trump, you tell me they don't know that the government created this whole thing in the first place? Okay, I don't know if Dennis Prager knows that, but there you go. Second hour, we switched topics entirely. We had our guest on, uh, Andy Maggioni. Excuse me, and Andy Maggioni is vice president of AMAC. AMAC stands for... Um, Association of Mature American Citizens. AMAC.us is their website. And for many years, there was only one senior organization. That's AARP, right? Now you have a choice, is the point. AMAC.us. More than just talk, AMAC fights for you, for America's future. They say our members guide us and give us strength. We at AMAC feel it is time for the people to speak out for traditional American values of faith, family, and freedom. We promise to be your advocate and fight the good fight, says AMAC.us. Do you receive AMAC Magazine? Just wondering you ought to today. The Combined Social Security Guarantee and Social Security Plus Initiative is a very interesting program they're pushing. We talked about the Puritans Pride Vitamins they have. We talked about AMAC Action, the Ambassador Leadership Program, And a whole lot of stuff in their newsletter, one of their articles we talked about as well, just to give you a little flavor for it. AOC implies that President Reagan is a racist. Everybody's a racist, don't you know? Anyway, very, very interesting. AMAC.us. I became a lifetime member, and you should, too. they got an incredible benefits program. They lobby in Washington. They stand up for God, family, and country and traditional values. They're very concerned. They're very dedicated. They have well over 2 million uh, members now. A member families, and, you know, it's pitched to the over-50 crowd because it's, you know, promoting seniors. But I understand that seniors have children and grandchildren, right? So it's a multigenerational deal. For 16 bucks a year, you can sign your family up, you and your spouse. And uh, it's $60 for five years. So that's only, what, 12 bucks a year? And then you can do a lifetime membership as well. I'm telling you, it's tremendous, tremendous value. AMAC.us, just telling you. Anyway, great, great interview. Uh, great topic. Andy's going to be, um, we did an hour so we could introduce everybody to AMAC yesterday. If you, if you need to download that and check it out, please do. Even if you're not over 50, they have under 65 health insurance programs. They have all kinds of cell phone pl- plans, and they got a lot of cool stuff, even if you're younger than, than 50. If you're conservative and you want to be part of an organization that's lobbying for uh, the good things in America, faith, family, and freedom, there you go, amac.us. And anyway, the point is that Andy is going to start joining us. I've got to set up, uh, figure out a time that works. He's going to start joining us monthly, only for a half hour, though, uh, to catch us up on, on what's happening in the magazine. It comes out bimonthly, uh, what's going on, what they're lobbying for, what the top issues are in Washington that they're keeping an eye on, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Anyway, tremendous work, amac.us. Uh, check it out today. Kurt's a lifetime member, too. So we got that done for the both of us. All right, that's a recap of yesterday's show. Without further ado, news the network refused to use starts now. And thank heavens, Kurt's back in studio. Welcome back, sir. Hope you had a delightful family reunion.
2: Buenos dias. Uh, greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it feel kind of reunioned out after uh, two or three weeks of it. But, um, you know, ready for a... Uh I guess you can say more.
1: Yeah, I guess I would say this. You know what, Kurt? Just remember, you get a little reading out because you get camping or you get out of your day-to-day routine. It's kind of hard. You feel like you got to kind of get back to, to normalcy. But just be grateful you have such a big family and loved ones around you that can create such a, I don't, I don't want to say burnout, but you know what I mean, create such a, you know, hey, I've, I've, it's time to take a break now, right? Um, be grateful you have so much family that's possible. A lot of people would envy that situation.
2: very true, Sam. Good
1: point. With good reason. Because, be you know, there's a there's the natural desire and instinct for family, right? Yeah. So, you know. I and mean, I get that, that. But I also get that, you know, when you're on the road and when you're, you know, trying to plan things, sometimes you're grateful when it's over. Not that you, you know, wish you didn't do it or anything, but just you're like, I'm glad I get it, you know. Slow down a little bit and take a break and get the back to The roughness
2: part for me is, you know, it seems like you got to eat so much, you know. I mean, uh, you, well, you know, don't have to. The way I eat, you know. But, uh, well, I know, but I'm a social eater, you know. Yes, you and are. so if everybody's, everybody's Kurt, eating. Well, Kurt's you know, not
1: really a social eater. Some when people the social, are
2: social drinkers.
1: When you know, the social part's done and everybody's trying to leave, Kurt's sitting there trying to clean everybody's plate up at the table. So he's not really, you know. Into that kind of social, he's. Everybody just has
2: a duty in
1: them. You know? That's right. It's Kurt's duty. You know, I just say, "Hey, better on in the trash than on my waist." But you know, that's just me. Yeah. All right, hey, there's an interesting article in USA Today. I'll give you the tidbit teaser and then talk about it after the pause. Heat may grow so hostile that it pulls plug on the power. USA Today.
0: I'd advise Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes. The press has created a rigged system. They even want to try and rig the election. Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. And poisoned the mind of so many of our voters. At the
1: polling booths, where so many cities are corrupt, and voter fraud is all too common.
0: And then they say, oh, there's no voter fraud in our country. I come from Chicago. So so I wanna be honest. It's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have too. You know, whenever people are in power, they're you know, they have this tendency to try to you know tilt things in their direction. There's no way. You start whining before the game's even over. Whenever things are going badly for you and you lose you start blaming somebody else, then you don't have what it takes to be in this job. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show.
1: All right, back with you live. They say the heat could grow so hostile it might pull the plug on the power. USA Today. Do you want to respond to this before I do, Kurt?
2: Well, you know, this is another story, in my opinion, that shows how much you know better we'd be if we didn't have all our big grid system if we had you know i mean it's like when you say hey man the grocery stores might be out of food if people had a chicken you know and maybe a little food they wouldn't hardly notice it and if people had their own power and you know we wouldn't be all you know reliant and in fact um, at the mercy of you know the big power industry right
1: yeah and the interesting thing to me about all that kurt too mm-hmm. you're right about that you know in in past times when we've had difficulties like this the people have had i don't know what word to use but they've had resources they were um what do they call that they kind of had a more of a provident living viewpoint where they were, I don't want to say prepared for it, because nobody is ever prepared for catastrophe like that. But they they kind of were set up where they could deal with this kind of stuff better because they were self-reliant. That's the word I'm looking for.
2: Well, yeah, you you remember those stories we'd listen to, like uh, Derry Brownfield, and he'd tell about some lady maybe in Missouri or whatever, and they'd have some killer snowstorm, and she's a little... A lady living by herself, and somebody would go by and check on her, and you know uh, she has all these uh, canned goods, you know, that she can eat, so she never really gone needs to go to the store. Um, she's got wood and she's got coal, and so she keeps warm. And I mean, um, it's, I mean, even if the power went out, she'd be okay, you know. And uh, you tell people about that now, and they're like. Man, it's what am I going to have for dinner? I got to go to, you know, the grocery store. You know, so it's a little different world, right?
1: Yes, it is. And and now when the, you know, the proverbial hits the fan kind of a thing, proverbial hits the fan kind of thing. What's interesting to me is then they want to talk about it, but this whole article, in my opinion, Kurt, doesn't talk about it properly. And uh, you bring up valid points that I think are valuable, really valuable. Um, But they say it could lead to power outages in the central and eastern USA, including the major metropolitan areas of New York City, Washington, and Chicago experts say. As temperatures rise and more people turn to their air conditioners for relief, the demand for power can become overwhelming, they say. Power companies prepared for the worst and ask customers to be mindful of their electricity usage. Um Anyway, they say as people become less resistant, they turn their air conditioners on or up. Temperatures are forecast to reach 100 degrees in New York City by Saturday, according to the Weather Channel. Um, they're preparing for what are called staggered outages of demand uh, in New York City, parts of Brooklyn, the Bronx. Manhattan is served exclusively by underground delivery systems that heat up. As the ground warms, the systems are further strained for power. Anyway, there's always high demand. It goes on. But I see this, and I see a lot of complaints. They're telling you how much demand there is, Kurt, how they can never meet it. They talk about the Washington area. They're expecting extreme heat and humidity. And, And they just talk about, you know, in Chicago, everywhere, how bad it is. I mean, the extra crews are going to work extra hours. Here's some ways to stay cool and prevent losing power, they say. According to Con Edison, um, turn off your air conditioner before leaving home. Use air conditioning only in rooms that you are using. Block vents or turn off certain units and rooms. Keep your curtains and shades drawn. About 40% of unwanted heat comes in through windows. You know, turn off appliances and light fixtures when you're not using them. A single light bulb, believe it or not, can add heat to a room. And they go through this big thing. And I don't disagree with the points they're making necessarily. Meaning I agree that, you know, hey, we can turn off things and preserve things. And all that, in my opinion, has some validity, has some value, has some, you know. My problem with the discussion is there's not a single discussion about getting off the grid. A single discussion about what individuals can do to insulate themselves, for example, you know what? The real answer is for Americans to get off the grid. And I think solar panels could do it in many cases. I think generators could do it in many cases, backup generators. Uh, A lot of times you can use a power transfer or transfer power switch or whatever that can, um, you know, kick in and people won't even notice the difference. But here's the problem, Kurt. They say if you get generators, if you have secondary power grid, um, it, it, it really creates more global warming. And what they're trying to pitch is this is a, a meltdown and there's nothing you can really do about it. I mean, you as an individual can like turn off your air conditioner and suffer or, you know, close your shades and live like in a, like you're in a, a um, quarantined place or something like that. You can do those things, Kurt. But there's nothing you can really do to improve the situation by self-reliance. You know, I, I mentioned the self-reliance word before. People used to be a lot more self-reliant. There's no effort to become self-reliant. And most importantly... There's no effort to turn to one God, but secondly, Kurt, no effort to turn to those around you, right? I mean, you could spend time with your church or your neighborhood, and a lot of people can do a lot of things um, to help each other, right? So you know what? Maybe my neighbor has a generator and I don't. I can go over to my neighbor's house and hang out in the biggest heat of the day you know maybe we can just work from home together or just hang out and spend some time together or all I'm telling you is there's options there and so nothing to do with uniting people and supporting each other locally and and in a neighborhood or a community basis nothing to do with becoming self-reliant to make things better for the future and most importantly nothing to do with god you know what about the idea that we pray that it's that, that, that the heat reduces that Hey, we pray for the power system. We pray that, you know, it'll be stable and that we'll, nobody will be harmed and that everybody will be safe and that we can find ways to protect and care for one another. And what about prayer and neighbors and personal preparedness? And that's kind of my problem. None of that stuff, none of it, is in that article at all.
2: It's kind what of One other thing to throw in, at, sure. at least in my opinion, um, you know, uh, a Kind of bolstering my argument that uh, we'd be so much better if we had this whole um, gridless, you know, idea is, I mean, look at what has happened with the minimal input from the solar uh, things that the government has, quote, allowed or you know, some would say incurred. I I would say uh, hampered. Um, you well, know, they've done we know both. Personal, well, yeah, but all I'm Overall, saying Overall, you're I right. Think, it's a
1: hampering. I concur. I'm just telling you that others would be like, no, yeah. they subsidize it. They help, Kurt. Yeah. Okay, I yeah, agree with I your know, point. I'm just trying to get people to understand the bigger picture, right?
2: Yeah, because of the things we know from behind the scenes and yes, things sir. we know that there's a whole lot better uh, you know systems etc but they're not allowed Uh, but you know you look at that and you like for example our deal my power bill right now usually would have been 300 bucks you know and it's like $8.99 8.99 and 898 dollars and 99 cents and the reason is is because that's the minimum charge they have to charge you I'm generating with the you know kind of bogus solar system that I got put in, you know, the bogus federally controlled solar system. and I don't know that it's really
1: bogus, though. What I mean is I don't like the federal control and I don't like the subsidies that relate to it, right? Right. But I want to be very fair, though, that you know what? Hey, there is a lot of good technology there, though. Let's be clear
2: well it's old technology, and it's because of you know government messing around that you don't have something better in my opinion, because yeah, of I old understand systems like that. But you know when I look at that and I think, look when 's the highest time for use that 's when the hottest part of the day is uh, and when is when do the solar guys you know produce the most power?" same time right yes sir and and uh, you know i know that we're hearing this story now but you remember it seemed like every summer and especially in california it was just like hey man rolling blackouts brownouts and you know and yes, all that well, kind you're of right stuff. About you now. just you just don't hear these stories very much anymore and and i think they could say Hey, some of this is for this. It's, it's almost like the education industry where they left the, you know they let the charter schools that are sort of a little bit more parentally controlled or something like that you know into that education industry and it's you know improved things a little bit.
1: Yeah, and the, and the solar panels, even though I don't like government subsidies of them and the government manipulating the market, there is incredible technology there. Even if you might say yours are older-gen stuff, hey, they're still producing power, Curtin. that's your point. You can get back to the grid, and we have less of a problem than we used to. And just imagine if the government got the heck out of the way, people. Wow.
0: Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
3: USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. Another setback in the Senate for the bill to provide health care to September 11th attack first responders who became sick because of their work. Kentucky Republican Rand Paul stopping Democrats who wanted to unanimously pass the bill on a voice vote. Paul says he wants a debate on the bill because it includes new spending.
1: We need at the very least have this debate. I will be offering up an amendment if this bill should come to the floor, but until then I will object.
3: Despite Paul's action, the bill is still expected to ultimately win overwhelming passage in a few weeks. The Democratic National Committee's security chief warning Democratic presidential hopefuls not to use FaceApp, the popular smartphone app that's been trending lately that makes people look older, security experts saying it was developed by Russians and raises security issues. And this is USA Radio News. Do you wish you could get better sleep and maybe lose a few pounds? Maybe more than a few pounds? Well, there's this product called Calatrin that helps with both sleep and weight loss. Just listen to what people are saying about it.
4: I've been taking Calitrim for right about three months, and I've lost 24 pounds and 19 overall inches. But my sleep has improved, I have so much more energy, and I have the desire to succeed more than ever. Anyone
1: who needs weight loss, more energy, and better sleep, this product really does deliver. Hi,
3: I'm Roger. Uh, over the three months that I took the product, my sleeping habits uh, are increasingly much better. I got a better night's sleep, and uh, I just can't say about the product and how it makes you feel. Also, additionally uh, lost a little bit of weight on the program as well.
1: Hi, this is Erin, and I take Calitrin for weight loss, and I've lost about 20 pounds,
3: and I feel great. Calitrin is scientifically proven to help with sleep and weight loss safely and effectively. Check it out at toploss.com. That's toploss.com. President Trump celebrating a House vote against his impeachment at a fiery campaign rally in Greenville, North Carolina last night. He told the crowd the impeachment resolution was ridiculous. That was hours after the House voted overwhelmingly to table that resolution from Texas Democrat Al Green. At that rally, the president was keeping up his attacks on four Democratic Congresswomen, who he recently said should go back where they came from, telling the crowd, Last night,
1: And tonight I have a suggestion for the hate-filled extremists who are constantly trying to tear our country down. They never have anything good to say. That's why I say, hey, if they don't like it, let them leave. Let them leave.
3: Huh? More than a dozen Philadelphia cops will reportedly be fired soon because of racist and offensive social media posts after a department investigation found anti-Muslim sentiments, violent rhetoric, and racist comments. And this is USA Radio News.
1: USA Today, ladies and gentlemen, the heat may grow so hostile that it pulls the plug on the power. Of USA Today, I
2: think Kurt's right. One more idea for yeah. you, Sam. You know, um, imagine if they said, Look, you know, our peak usage is during the day. All you guys that want to cool off your buildings, why don't you use it? You know, cool them off really good at night so that. You know, I mean, you, you just drop them down to, I don't know, 65 or whatever during the night, and then you'll have less need for the cooling in the day. Do you ever hear that, Sam?
1: In other words, you're saying, hey, we can chill our buildings overnight, and then it'll take them a whole lot longer to heat up so that's that during right the day right. it won't require as much you know, work to get that done. You're right, Kurt, and that's kind of what I mean by this creativity, this genius the Americans can bring to the table. You get government out of the solar panel and other technology industries, generators and such. I mean, imagine generators, Kurt, <clears throat> that could run at night, and if we had you know, R&D into battery systems to where they could, you, know, you could run a lot of your own air conditioning. Uh, or there's ways to run a lot less uh, costly air conditioning, too. Well, and why doesn't, to
2: encourage that, why don't the power companies charge you less for power used at night and
1: more during
2: the day? Well, I, I know, but all I'm saying is that could be enhanced in a big way. Oh, you're right. And they could say, look, you know, if you cool it good at night, you will need very little in the day. You know, you can just close up things good and use fans and that kind of thing. I mean... Yeah, you know, I mean it's just a whole so educational campaign about how like, to go
1: about know? it would be valuable. They just kind of blurp at the you know edges, um, but the, what they what they don't want to give up. Kurt, in my mind, is the control uh, of government and of the power companies over our lives, keeping us on the grid, et cetera, et cetera. They're hostile when you try to leave the grid. Now if you want to take a government subsidized solar panel that's old technology you can do that but if you really want to get off the grid and really set up an independent deal you watch how pretty soon you know very many people start doing that and then the city will come in or the state or the county and they'll be in bed with government and power companies and they'll be like you can't leave the grid you can't you know and, and wait a minute, you, we can't give you the amount we charge you for power when you give us power, even though we need the power and we're going to have a brownout if we don't get the power. We're not going to pay you what you know, we charge you for power. And you know, it, we go round and round. And then they say, well, hey, these things are nonprofit. They're like public utility commission things. And then, well, it's kind of government, but it's not. But you've got to make a profit, but you don't. But it, it's just this weird, again, we've got this involvement, this regulatory reality in every aspect of our lives. Towards, it's just hard for technology and people to advance.
2: You know, and so many of uh, the, the real solutions, they lie, kind of like you've always said, hey, Sammy. you know, we've got to do these things that are outside the norm. We've got to, yes, you know, like homeschooling and education or private school. You yes. know, you've got these things that are real solutions that are typically unapproved by the masses uh, or at least by the bureaucrats, and that's, you know, basically the power world as well
1: yeah Yeah, let me give you another example to make your point kurt why don't you know how they have hybrid cars right you got a car that's like half electric half gas half whatever and if you're Uh you know you can go on your battery full-time or you can say i'm gonna go on my battery at slow speeds and at higher speeds i'm gonna kick in the gas whatever and i'm gonna okay they got all these hybrid there's a variety of ways the hybrids work they're not all the same there's all kinds of advancements in how they work and what what they do right Yes. How come we don't have that with our um, power grid in our homes? Why don't you have a deal where you can go part solar and part grid? competition, Sam. Yeah, and and why can't you go where it's like, hey, um, you know, what's going to happen for me is my air conditioner is going to run on part battery, part solar, and part the power company to where now, you know what, we've got three insertion points of technology and my batteries can help that I've charged overnight. Uh, my solar can help take off the edge and I can just sip from the power company instead of taking big old gulps of power. You know, why aren't there those things in that world, but there are in the auto industry? And the answer is there could be, but there's no incentive because government's got your back. They'll subsidize your power if you're on the grid. They'll subsidize your solar panels if you don't leave the grid. They'll, okay, And it's all about control to these people. That's what they want is control. And anything that decreases their control, they're not interested in. And I, like I say, I think relying on neighbors is a good idea. I think relying uh, on prayers is a good idea. You know, I mean, you can pray for guidance of how you can have, n- n- you know, not have this heat growing so hostile that people die or people suffer. And I think most importantly, we should be looking to make sure that, that the elderly and the disabled and others don't melt down in this heat wave. Okay, and the best way to do that is to pray hard and then go to work and care for your neighbors and reach out to one another and check on one another. And I I just call it the great ministering program that could take place here, Kurt, is completely ignored by this. And I want to know why. Because in my opinion, those are where some of the greatest solutions are found. Just saying. All right, moving to another topic. Kurt used to make fun of me because I didn't have Verizon. And whenever we'd go somewhere Kurt would have connectivity and I wouldn't and he'd be like, "Yeah, your phone's really cheap, isn't it?" Yes, it is. And half the calls I can't get and I can't make and anyway, Kurt used to make fun of me till I jumped on Verizon with him. Came to my senses, if you will. Anyway, Verizon is number 1 mobile network. Kurt, did you see that? They came out again as the numero uno. They say AT&T's hot on its heels though. Well,
2: you know, and in my opinion, even in this world of, um, you know, um, this mobile. guess you could say computing, you know, etc. world, there's not massive amounts of competition, but there is some. And, uh, you know, you compare it to the days of when we were kids and you just had the phone company, you know, Sam. I mean, uh, we've come a long way and that's just an indication and an example of how, if you have true competition or at least a limited amount, or you know, more than you would in a monopoly, you have some great movement forward, I think. You know,
1: absolutely, yeah. Anyway, I just thought I'd highlight Verizon's number 1, so if anybody knows. Now, I agree if you live in certain areas it might be AT&T that does a little better if you're out in the rural parts somewhere. I'm not saying that uh, there's no exceptions, but for the most part nationwide, Verizon's by far uh, the number 1 network. Voted so multiple times and you know, tests by professionals uh, confirm this multiple 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 times. So anyway, I and just I bring believe
2: that, that uh, you know, and uh, it's nice of you to say that, you know, in some cases I've been right. Uh, but uh, I believe that one of the main reasons they are doing that is they've got that competition hot on their heels, Sam. You know, if they weren't getting pushed by T-Mobile and AT&T and, you know, everybody else in the uh, mobile world to stay ahead, uh um, they might just relax, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: to prove your point, you know, Verizon used to have contracts. You'd have to have a two-year contract all the time, huh. all the time. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And it was really frustrating because it's expensive to leave contracts. It raises the cost of everything. And the um, T-Mobile guy, I can't remember the guy's name. He's the CEO of T-Mobile. He just busted up those contracts and said, we're not having them over here. And it forced Verizon and AT&T and others to have contractless That's options right. and stuff like that. I mean, you can see the market bend to the pressure of that competition and you can see the market when somebody ups the ante if you will you can see that other people are like all right i'll raise you or they're like i'll call you know i'll do the same thing Uh, and you see this happening in the market proving the value of the competition and the hot on the heels don't rest on your laurels kind of a point you're making kurt and i think you're spot on and the proof is in the pudding we see it even recently with modern day current examples
2: even countries, Sam, have competition. Of course, and, uh,
1: they do. You know, that's, that's why I think we should use the the tariffs at the borders to make sure that competition people are playing ball fairly. Good point. Yeah, right. That's I believe right. in fair trade, not free trade. And I and don't it, believe in and this. And it
2: blesses the whole world when we try to make America, you know, great again, if you will. You yes, know? it does. And because everybody else is like man, if they're doing that, they're going to take you know business from everywhere. And I mean. They want to be good, too.
1: All right. One of our favorite people, Ben Carson, HUD secretaries in the news, Kurt, and he defended President Donald Trump on Wednesday saying that, hey, his tweets toward the four progressive members of Congress were not racist, Kurt. Do you want to respond to that?
2: Well, they're not going to give him a lot of coverage for this, Sam, uh, simply because this is an honorable, great example that... You know, it's once again a solution to, you know, the real things. If they talk about him, you know, like I see in the Salon.com article about it, it says, Donald Trump's faulty human shield against accusations of racism. You know, they just... Ripping him up, you know, Uh, and yet they could use him and say, look, here's a great solution, a great example of a man who, you know, here's how he was raised up. Here's his, you know, mom, what she did. I mean, they could trumpet him and he could be a great leader, but um, he doesn't fit the mold, does he, Sam?
1: No, and that's why they kind of like to just mention him as little as they possibly can, in my opinion. They want to call him basically an Uncle Tom. Uh, But I can tell you this right now, uh, and we can talk about this next hour with our uh, guest. But I'm convinced that uh, Donald's not right in his comments, but he's also not a racist. I'll give you my opinion on that next hour, but all I'm telling you is it's interesting. Ben Carson doing a great job, and in my opinion, getting a mention for standing up for the truth. Donald is not a racist, neither is Ben, and neither am I.
4: After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999, text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999, or go to DefendAPatriot.com, DefendAPatriot.com.
3: Regrets? No, oh, we're all going to have them. Doesn't matter who you are or what you do. At some point, you're gonna wish you'd done something differently. You know, the woulda, coulda, shouldas. But let me tell you a couple of things you'll never regret. You'll never regret spending extra time talking to your teenager, trust me. You'll never regret answering your three-year-old's question about where the water in the bathtub comes from. And I've never seen anyone wish they hadn't sat in the kitchen laughing with their children and telling them goofy stories about when they were kids. Yeah, sure, we're all going to have regrets. But talking
0: too much with our kids won't be one of them. No matter what you talk about, love is what they'll hear. A thought from The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Visit us at mormon.org.
1: Kurt, you know how a lot of the patriots say, hey, we can't make any progress on liberty. We can't do anything good. Involvement just doesn't make any difference. Stick a fork in it. This kind of negative talk, which we reject completely. You know how they do that? Yeah, I want to hurl when they start. I right? know I it. Know. But Ben Carson standing up for Donald Trump and rejecting the race card they always play is great news, number one. Second great news story comes yeah. from the American Family Association. Headline says this Netflix pulls... Suicide scene from 13 Reasons Why. Now, that's a great news piece. Turns out that 13 Reasons Why, the Netflix um, creation, whatever you want to call it, uh, literally had a suicide scene, and suicide started to spike for um, you know, tweens and teenagers and stuff like that, and it was really disastrous. One girl died, committed suicide after binge-watching the thing and all this kind of stuff. Very negative indeed, but the good news is Netflix pulls suicide scene from 13 Reasons Why. Now... Don't get me wrong, it's not where we want to end up, but it is a start. And this is an example where the American people, are getting together and pushing back. And suicide prevention groups are getting together and and documenting what's going on. And, you know, through documentation and and, and reports and and education from people and the general natural desire to say, hey, suicide's wrong and, and we don't believe in it. It's a sad tragedy. And, you know, people are getting together and making a difference. And we've influenced Netflix Partially. Now, one new thing is there's a the good news, because, hey, they don't have that scene anymore. That's a start. Yeah. But Netflix, ladies and gentlemen, is clearly at a critical moment. It has the opportunity to distance its close association with teen suicide by completely removing the series altogether. We hope it will before another child is lost. So... It's good that we got rid of the suicide scene. But now we need to get rid of the 13 Reasons Why series altogether. Before another child is lost, we pray they will. This is an example where we've already done some good, Kurt. We just need to keep it up and double, triple, quadruple our efforts uh, for success here. And to me, that's a good news story. Mm-hmm. All right. Any other tidbits on that one? I thought that was worth mentioning because, you know, I hear all the time that we just can't make a difference and whatever and... Okay, I'm not buying the lie, Kurt. I don't believe it. Yeah. We make a difference all well, the time. It, it's
2: kind of like the Ben Carson story that you were talking about. You know, uh, I'm sure that Ben wishes he, you know, got a fair deal in the media and that, stuff like that. But, you know, he's doing his best. He's offering up, you know, everything
1: he's got. And that's good enough, Sam. I not mean, only is he doing I'll, his best, he's doing his part, yeah. Kurt. Right. I think that's important to understand too, whether you feel like you could have done better or not might be a personal you know, we're always pretty hard on ourselves. But the fact is he's stepping up and doing his part. And these are guys, you know, when you look at a Donald Trump or a Ben Carson or some of these people, look, man, they're already successful in their own right. They're already millionaires, both of them. They're already wealthy, they don't need anything. Look, this is one of the most renowned surgeons in the world. This is an entrepreneur that's that's I mean, even even guys like Mitt Romney when they're not being um dishonest and playing the political card run around and tell you donald trump is way more successful than i am says mitt romney for instance so you know their success is beyond debate they're both of retirement age they don't need anything kurt either of them they could just ride off into the sunset buddy so what motive does ben carson have to run hud except for you know what he came from the hood and he actually cares about people that live in those circumstances, and he wants to make things better. He wants to make things run according to the American ideal, which is the supreme law of the land with checks and balances, according to the American dream, according to the principles that gave him the best life America could offer. He wants to share that with others. That's his only motive that I can see, Kurt, for Ben Carson. And I kind of think the same thing of Donald Trump. You know, we can be critical of Donald, and I am on occasion, like I believe that he knows about this scandal where the government basically built big tech, he needs to speak up on that. Donald, come to your senses and lay that out for the people. But this, you know, setting all that aside, what motivation does Donald have to be president? I mean, he's taken nothing but a beating and an abuse from every quarter you can imagine, even his own party, even his own supposedly insider friends or what beat him up relentlessly. What value does he have for that? Well, Sam, it builds his brand. For what? So he can have, you know, $10 billion instead of $5 billion or whatever the numbers are. I don't even know, but I'm just saying, for what purpose, right? And, and I look at both of these guys, and I just can't help but to think their motivation is maybe it's not perfect as it could be. Maybe they're not doing what we want them to do. Maybe they're not getting enough of it done like we think they should. I, I understand all that. I'm just telling you, what motivation does a Donald have at 75 years old when he's already gotten more money than he can ever spend in his lifetime? Um, I mean, he's set for life. Same with Ben Carson. What are these guys' motivation, Kurt? And you got to be honest with yourself a little bit, of like that, and say, hey, what do they got? Fame and fortune? Go down in history as a rock star? Yeah, that's really going to serve Ben well. I mean, he was this non-political surgeon with tremendous accolades everywhere. Everybody thought he was this, you know, rag to riches guy. Um, you know, in the hood with no chances for life. Look what he's done with the American dream guy um, above reproach, if you will, to now just drug through the mud for the next, you know, or the last couple of years. And then the next five or ten years of his life, whatever the case may be. What motivation do these guys have? And I would say that I believe they genuinely care, Kurt. I, I really have to think that. You'll, you'll, you won't convince me that Ben has something to gain, Kurt. I, I also believe that as these gentlemen... Um
2: get you know a little bit in their later years they i mean you could say the term they have these come to jesus moments if you will yes they do they they basically realize that you know one day they're going to die and they're going to come before their maker and they're going to have to account for the you know, the, the talents they've been given, if you will. Uh, did they hide them or did they use them in, you know, the service of God? And I believe that that's, you know, that, that motivates a lot of people. I know it motivates me and and I and you and, and as well as, you know, I, I it's hard to find anybody that doesn't. Motivate.
1: Yeah, but can you think of any other motivations for President Trump or Ben? I mean, what do these guys have to gain, especially Ben? I mean, I don't see what he's going to gain from this thing.
2: You know, I I believe he's, um, as if you look at all the people around the president, at least that we're aware of, uh, I'd put him in the top of importance. Uh, no question. You know, I, I think the president chose him and chose very well just to have him, you know, be around. And uh, I'm sure that he's, you know, been a great support and help for the president, you know.
1: Amen to that. All right, enough of okay. that, but I commend Ben Carson. Yeah. Uh, I hope we can push harder and get Netflix to not only get rid of the suicide scene, but to get rid of the series, 13 Reasons Why, altogether. together. And uh, American right. Family Association doing a great job leading the effort for that. I commend them. I support them. I want to help all that I can to preserve mm-hmm. life, whether it be babies, whether it be tweens and teens, whether it be the elderly. Yeah. Everybody, I just want to preserve life and reduce pain and increase stability and safety and comfort and promote the American dream and the American ideal. And I know we're far from it. I understand. I'm not naive, but I also know that I'm not going to let go of that dream. I'm not going to yeah. quit defending America as the greatest country on the face of the earth, because even though we've got a lot of troubles, it is ladies and gentlemen. However, there is a question being asked by Stansberry research, Kurt Stansberry, uh, created a new book, It's called the American Jubilee. Kurt, do you know what a jubilee is, my friend?
2: I think it's like 75 years, if I remember right. And uh, typically it was uh, talked about biblically, I think, as every so often they would basically have that and kind of do a start over. um, Yes, sir where, you know, that's the way I remember it.
1: So the question is, by Stansberry Research, and I reiterate, because I think it's a fair question. Ron Paul's asking the same question virtually, so am I, Kurt, and we have for years on this program. Are we headed for an American debt jubilee? You see, this idea of erasing debt to reset the financial system is not new. In fact, in the Bible, it's referred to as a jubilee. A jubilee in the Jewish tradition was set to occur roughly every 50 years, folks. It was a time for total forgiveness of debt, the freedom of slaves, and the returning of lands. So just imagine if we do an American Debt Jubilee, Kurt, you could have the you know, Western lands go back to the States. Uh, you'd go ahead and get rid of the Federal Reserve and the IRS because you'd know, you have to get rid of the IRS to prevent you know, slavery, right? The Jubilee will distribute hundreds of billions of dollars from those who have invested and saved to those who can no longer pay their debts. Clean the slate. To wipe out debts and to reset the financial system is kind of the discussion point. Everyone's going to freak out when this happens. And that's the biggest problem, says Stansberry, the uncertainty of it all. And uh, they double down in this big discussion about the American Jubilee, Kurt. Uh, and are we going to have one in America? And when will it be? da 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 What do you think, Kurt? Is it a concern like Stansberry thinks?
2: Well... Wouldn't it be nice if they'd go ahead and, you know, take this a little further and say, look, you know, I'm, I mean, uh, we've been saddled with a massive debt, and uh, it continues to grow, and we've found a way out of it for us here in the federal government. And we've also found leaders like Dave Ramsey and so many others that are, uh, you know, espousing the beauties of being debt-free and so, hey, we want to encourage that everywhere. I mean, honest money, I'm Federal Reserve gone, I, man, let's have a jubilee.
1: Well, oh, yeah. the problem is if it would go down like Kurt's talking about a jubilee, it would be an incredible thing. I can concur completely, get rid of the IRS, go back to honest money, I and mean, now we're talking. But these guys are talking about an American jubilee in an effort to redistribute the wealth and take from the savers and the... Uh, you know the wealthy and redistribute, and then take us off the dollar and move us to a a global governance. Uh, it's going to be a disaster if it goes down the way they want. They're not talking about getting rid of the IRS. They're not talking about uh, you know going back to honest money and, and, and putting us on a sound footing as the founding fathers would, Kurt. They're talking about using this quote debt jubilee to let everyone freak out. Number one, you'll have mayhem in America. But two, they want to clean the slate to wipe out debts and reset the financial system in a more tyrannical mode than it already is. In other words, a global control, not just a United States control. The, the Jubilee will, quote, use government to redistribute hundreds of billions of dollars from those who have invested and saved to those who can no longer pay their debts. Um, That's so, just another word for lie, for stealing Sam. Yeah, uh, exactly. And That's if the Jubilee is, is Kurt's vision of a Jubilee, I'm in. Absolutely, 100% in. On the other hand, if it's this jubilee they're talking about, Kurt, it will be disaster. Mm-hmm. And I, you know,
2: well, I, you can't steal. You can't break the Ten Commandments and have it be a good thing. It's oh, just good not point. possible.
1: I agree with that. absolutely. And that's kind of the salient point to make here is that, it. look, we've got to be very careful when we start to hurrah things. Their vision and our vision for the same word or the same focus is not the same. And a resetting of the system like they've done in Argentina plenty of times certainly, in my mind, isn't something I'd be excited about either. So it all depends on how it goes down, folks. The ideas and the principles here. Debt forgiveness is a wonderful thing. Uh, Depending on who's going to do the forgiven. In other words, forcing taxpayers to do the forgiven, whether they like it or not, isn't what I'm... Forced forgiveness isn't what I'm talking about. I'm interested in the charitable uh, leadership of those who... You know, have the money, they can forgive debts. If, if you know, if um, I owe Kurt money and he forgives me, he has every right to do that. But if I owe Kurt money, Kurt shouldn't have the right to make the taxpayers pay. What a kind act of forgiveness there, Kurt. <laughs> See, that's, uh, I'm talking, that's bogus, and it really amounts to, as Kurt says, you boil it right on down to one of the Ten Commandments thou shalt not steal. Anyway, Ron Paul's talking about it. Um, many of the uh, financial experts are talking about it and concerned about it now. Stansbury even wrote a book about it. It's such a critical topic in the news. Hour one in the can. Surprise guest coming up for hour number two. This is Sam and Kurt on your radio. LibertyRoundTable.com. Donate today. For Sam and Kurt, we declare we the people, along with the grace of the almighty we can and will restore our grand old republic. Please get involved, make it a great day, and
4: choose the right, will you? We declare this nation shall endure.